Matt, you will not break my soul. I'm going to try, but I won't do it. No, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. I'm releasing my job. I'm releasing my trade. I'm releasing my stress, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God. This is, you're saying this. This is the morning that the new song drops. Yes. Uh, so you're referencing lyrics that I barely even have yet. Oh, wow. That's how That's how fresh this is. Wow. Yeah, no, it is, it is hot off of the YouTube lyric video presses. Uh, I haven't even actually, like, I, you know, I bought it. I got, I, the download file is waiting. I haven't even fully downloaded it yet. Probably listened to it 20 times in a row last wow. night. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe not that many, but a lot of times in a row, it's, uh, it's very good. I, I feel like I am in a, a video bar in Boston in 1993. I love it. I do too. I mean, I've, um, I've only listened to it twice. Okay. I know that's pretty pathetic, but I will have listened to it many more times by the time everybody hears this episode and everyone has already said this, but I loving how gay the new Drake is okay. loving how gay this song is. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty you great. Know, it's pretty great. We need it. We deserve it. Just very happy about yeah. it. We're yeah. We're having a fucking rough year. We deserve. Give us some. We deserve good music. I haven't gotten into Drake yet at all. I have not even, uh, even tried that, but I will be on an airplane tomorrow and I will give it a go. Where are you going tomorrow? I'm going to New York City. I am uh, officiating <gasps> the oh. wedding of John Hendrickson and his bride-to-be Liz Rawson. He is a senior politics editor at The Atlantic. He has a book coming out next year called Life on Delay about uh, about his experiences in life as as someone with a uh, with a stutter. He is one of the smartest and kindest people I know. I am honored to be doing this, I'm thrilled. That's so exciting. It's, uh, it's going to be good. And then the next day is the Pride Parade in New York City. So I'm going to oh, wow. relive a time-honored tradition of going to the Pride Parade and then being like, this, there's too many people, and then going somewhere else. But I'm definitely going to, you know, give it give it some time. We're, we'll end up at Julius. We'll end up, you know, on Christopher Street somewhere. Oh. Very excited to be there. It's going to be a good time. In between now and then, I, I am at a level of burnout that I have never experienced in my life. I am oh, absolutely God. Talk to me. limping across the finish line of this pre-vacation time. It's just, you know, you know, there, there's just a lot of shit going on. I'm just absolutely, absolutely exhausted. And is it, I mean, when people say burnout, I don't, I don't fully identify because I always feel like it's, burnout is so specific to work mm -hmm. in my mind. Right. And I always feel like I don't have, I don't have enough work to get burnt, burnt out yeah. on. Uh, but, but is that your experience? It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, this is work. It, it is. But like, you know, I'm lucky in that my work is fun. My my work is doing what I like to do, which is writing and talking and all that kind of thing. And it's uh, it's good. But I'm, you know, I sat down to to write a column last week, and I was like, I don't, I don't have any w words, much less ideas or, or yeah. like ways to put them together that would convey a, a thought. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get back. You know, I, the first step, yeah. the first step in refilling the tank happened today with friend of the show and former guest, Russell of uh, Poke Acupuncture. Oh, yes. How was your appointment? It was fantastic. I've gone twice now. It takes me to a place that I can't fully describe again because I'm not I'm not good with word right now, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it, it definitely does cause the mind to like drift and, and expand. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging it. Today I was face up, stuff all in my like my forehead and chest and 
arms and legs, and yeah. it, was, uh, it was wild. It was truly face wild. Face up freaks me out a, really? a bit. I, I'm impressed. I've only done it once, and, and I've only been face down since then. Because when you're face up, you can just open your eyes and look down and see all them needles. Yeah. Also, they tend to hurt a little bit more. You're putting them in that point in between, that meaty part mm-hmm. of your hand between your thumb and your fore, and your index finger. That hurts like a bitch. Yeah, I've not, that did not, that doesn't hurt. Well, today didn't hurt too much. Well, you're a, a tougher man than I, but oh, I just that's have news to no one. Thick, calloused skin. Who knows? But I'm really loving it so far. Highly recommended. So, Russell, you go in and you have like the most uh, sort of intense mini therapy sessions, yes. talking about what's going on with you, your body, your 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 spirit, your mind, your everything. Yeah. You know, he does the needles. He, there's a whole mood in there. The place is like the coolest museum you've ever been in. It is. Amazing music. And he does almost almost like a sermon at once the needles are in before yeah. he just sort of leaves you for your treatment. And then you're on your own for like 20, 25 minutes or something. Yeah, something like that, then half hour. He takes him out. He's like, take your time getting dressed. You come out and you're stumbling into the lobby. Like just your face is all fucked up and your nose is running and you're just like, all you want to do is talk about this fucking mind-blowing spiritual experience you just had. And he's like, "Uh, credit card? Yeah. Thanks. Yep. (laughs) And get the fuck out. And I know it's intentional that he's like, I I don't need to process with every single person afterward. And I, I... I'm sure there's a real, you know, there's a method to his madness. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that one bit. But yeah, no, that that has exactly been my experience. Like I'm just sort of reborn. You know what I mean? Like a, a, yes, a new yes. baby it, it, breathing air for the first time. It was something else. The today was it, it was about refilling. We had a we had a good long talk about just you know. There's sadness in our hearts in this moment in in time, and we just have to, you know, make room for it and make time for it and feel it completely. And you know, it's a, it's a sad and scary time, and it's we got to acknowledge it. And that was great. Felt the pulse. I had a wiry pulse last time. And he was like, "Oh, this time you definitely." I feel the fatigue in the pulse. And I said, "Okay, well, let's let's get this shit done." And he put some herbs in a tiny bowl on my chest that I think he had lit, almost like a like a sage. But it was uh, it was called uh, yeah. mugwort or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it's apparently you know goop is real high on mugwort. But anyway, let that go. The needles all stuck in me, and I just really drifted off to a to a beautiful place of emotion. And again, not words, unfortunately. No, but yeah, no, uh, great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. Highly recommended. Do acupuncture if you have the means. Yes, absolutely. And if you live in LA, go to Poke. Oh my Tell God. Tell Russell we sent you. Yes, please do. Absolutely, please do. And then truly, then it's just like, ah, then you're on Sunset Boulevard and the, the sun is beating down on you and it's yeah. back in the shit. I, I Today, I did say, because I brought my gym stuff with me and I was like, I was going to go to the gym afterwards. He's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You no. cannot be with people right now. Afterward? Yeah. Oh my God. It's just, no. that was just part of the routine, but he was like, no, 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 absolutely not. You can't do that. That's crazy. I said, okay, all right, fine, 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 fine. So I took a nap instead, which is almost exactly the same thing as going to the gym. I think we can agree. Very healthy. Okay. Listen, we have guests this week who- Oh, do we ever? Are they gay people themselves? No. Does it matter? Also, no. No, somehow it's very fitting that we're wrapping up Pride Month with two of our favorite- allies mm-hmm. who you know i would argue have a, a in, in many ways a very queer sensibility sure sure 
Yeah, we'll take it. And it's a fun crossover. We, we have been on their podcast. Mm-hmm. It was highly overdue to have them on ours. We're talking, of course, about Kulap Vlaisak and Suchin Pak yep. of the excellent podcast, Add to Cart. Mm-hmm. There, is, there are so many fun parallels. You know, Kulap is uh, one of my closest friends. You and Suchin were at MTV at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun crossovers within this crossover episode. It's crossovers for days. It's basically the Marvel Extended uh, Cinematic Universe. Get into it. Suchin Pak and Kulap Vilaisak. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Sue. Hi. Nice to see you. I was trying to catch up on your last episode of the Backstreet Boys concert. Ooh. Oh, man. No, when you were like, are they okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a fair question. And, and and by the way, I did eventually land on, yes, they're great. We, yeah. I mean, was that your experience, Cool Out? Yeah, they're happy with where they are. <laughs> but, did you, but did you, were you concerned for their safety and mental health as Matt, sweet, sweet Matt Not, I think they've been through the fire multiple times, but I think they've mm-hmm. come up the other side. They have kids. They have accepted, yeah. you know, where they are. In their career yeah. Yeah. and what they'll be up to going forward. They've accepted the opportunity to make tons of money at this stage in their career. Absolutely. Which, by the way, they are owed and they yeah. they should have been making at an earlier stage. And we all know mm-hmm. it was stolen from them. But we were very, like, fixated on Kevin in particular. Yes. Like, he he still is the most charismatic, but it was there was also like he seemed so happy to be there in that piece that Aww. I said to Kulap, like, it feels like Kevin has gone off and done like a ton of ayahuasca yeah. and like yep. co- slayed every demon, like completely faced the fact that he's like 50 years old and he's doing this. And yeah. y- you know, yes, it is a, a bizarre thing to be a- asked to sort of be frozen in time as your younger self and have to keep like performing that over and over again, maybe for the rest of your life. But I think that he's fully at peace with it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I feel okay. like I saw a person who was present, who was having a good time, who was enjoying himself, who wasn't super self-conscious was just there. And I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful. I hope that we all feel that way at some point in our lives. I do too. I wonder, and I never really got a sense for this in our day, Suchin, but I never got a sense for like where they thought they would be now or if that was a thing that any of them were even thinking about. I'm not as familiar with the Backstreet Boys mm. as I am some of the other boy bands. Wait, mm-hmm. but who's the bad boy in the Backstreet Boys? AJ. And that'd probably be AJ. AJ. And Bad Boy's okay. putting it, uh, I don't know, that's a... Mildly. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't look, he didn't look like someone who would wear Abercrombie and Fitch at the time. That's it. That was what made him right. bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. He had the yeah. goatee. Exactly. <laughs> He'd kind of play with like edginess and like towards the end. And even now he still wears like, he's he loves a fishnet top. Yeah. Oh. Yes, he loves a fishnet. I remember a that. A zigzag spot. Like a one, maybe like a one sleeve, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. asymmetrical. But I think that also speaks to like the audience and maybe why they're having such a like great resurgence. There was something about the Backstreet Boys audience that felt very different to me in tenor than in mm. saying I don't know. Really? I, yeah. I just think that there was more, there's more of a, I don't want to say edge, uh, oh. more of a heat, more of a heat to the Backstreet Boys. 
Oh hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see the heat. Okay, interesting. I, yeah. I, we were inside the oven. Trust the other day at the Hollywood Bowl. Right. Wow. And as oh, these yeah. women got older, as you saw some of that, Dave, that heat being transferred. I think it never really dies. No. You know, as you get older, it just it just burns hotter. It burns hotter and hotter. Yeah. Now, I just went through all of this with that fan base a generation older with New Kids on the Block, who, yeah. like Backstreet Boys, are off on tour. They are, you know, probably uh, maybe five to eight years older than the Backstreet Boys. But they've, like, they have figured out this new relationship with their fans, and they do these cruises, and they, they have these package tours in the summertime, and they, they seem to, you know, kind of know a lot of their fans by name. And that's really interesting. And I don't think that they would have thought yeah. about that in 1990. You know, no. I think they thought maybe they'd do this for a couple more years. And then Donnie Wahlberg was for sure going to be a rapper, you know. Sure. And then that would be that. And then a TV star. Mm-hmm. Which he could be. He is a great actor. I have to hand it to him. Yeah. Suchin, is there anyone from that era that does really light your fire? Cool up shaking your head. Mm. And that is to also... Matt, suppose that there is some sort of fire to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on them. No, it's not. You're right. It's not on any of them. It's on me. Yes, the meat was paraded and yet still (laughs) dead, dead cold marble inside, Mm. inside this, this melting flesh. I mean, you're the heartthrobs that like I've heard you speak of would be a Timothy Chalamet. Mm. Well, that's the new, that's the new era. And, and that it feels, it feels slightly cougarish to be looking at Harry Styles and wondering where did I go wrong? You know? <laughs> so Chin, in our peak MTV moments, what were you listening to? That's a good question, Dave. And I appreciate it so much. What was I? I was listening to the sounds of New York out her window. <laughs> uh-huh. I was listening to a lot of Beck. Oh, yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Do you remember that breakup album? Oh, do I oh. ever? Come on. Ooh. Can't can't listen to it anymore. On repeat at the time. Yeah. Just like what is Elliot Smith, like what is the music mm. that you could perish to want <laughs> to, to be walked down in a casket? You know, a lot of <laughs> Jeff Buckley. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Devastating. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Devastating. The sadder. The more dramatic, that was my jam. Mm. You were not afraid to go to a dark place. No, no. As soon as I came home, the bra was flung off, the socks were put on, and the sadness, just awash in sadness. That's that's how I like to end my days. uh, That was my 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know... It's, um, I just, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Suchin, there's there's a new MTV digital show called like the song that started it all or something. And it's it's like all the stuff that we did, which I uh, feared was lost forever. And then sometimes hoped was lost forever has like been found and it is on a server somewhere. And it's, it's all like, it's all accessible. So they're, they're trying to find ways, not on MTV proper, but like Dear through Lord. YouTube and whatever oh my God. to like repackage old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so, so frightening. So be aware of that. But they, they called. It's very frightening. Yeah. It's the prospect no. is frightening. But they, they called and it was they like their pilot episode mm-hmm. was about Mbop by Hanson. And so like somebody emailed 
and yeah. was like, hey, would you mind coming in and just, you know, it's like a talking head kind of show. And, uh, and like had a whole bunch of questions. And I was like, I, my moment there was like right after them. So I don't think I, I don't think the two of us, I don't think we ever crossed paths. Next email, they're like, here are five one-hour specials that you did with Hansel. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Five of them. Yeah, and links to them. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, <laughs> I went back and I watched them. And it is, you know, horrifying Fun. in its way. Yeah. But also, like, also interesting because it's like, oh, this is actually me. These are moments from my life that I lived and I have no recollection of them. Yeah. No memory. Oh, good. I'm so, I'm so relieved to hear you say that, Dave, because I feel like you have such a good memory. I have no re- recollection either. He does. I thought I had a good memory, but like, I mean, you know, those moments are all so surreal and your your attention is all over the place. And and I think maybe I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll see it later. I'll watch it later, whatever. And then often I didn't. And then, you know, it was just, too, there was too much weird shit happening all at once for you to form proper memories. So now that stuff is there and I'm dying for a password to this server so I can just sort of browse and see what the hell else I did during that five years. As am I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Suchin, is it, I mean, I know we like to laugh about being horrified by seeing our younger selves, but what is the actual experience for you when you come, when, you know, an old clip of you uh, has kind of a moment on social media? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, Dave, as you were talking about it, it is true because we didn't have like, iPhones. I mean, I don't have pictures. I don't, I mean, I know there were cameras, but you know, now it's like, I was thinking about this as I had to replace my iPhone yesterday. I, and he, and the person was like, oh, do you want to transfer all your photos? I'm like, yes, from the beginning of time. Like, mm-hmm. it's like another part of your brain. Like your brain almost stops remembering because it knows that it's so easy to scroll through this and I can see pictures of my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that birthday and that sort of thing, right? So I think about yeah. that time. I maybe watched 10% I've ever seen myself on MTV. Like, most of the stuff we did was live. And then when it aired, it aired. Like, it's not like, unless it was like a huge moment, like a Madonna, Courtney Love moment that just like was on repeat and loop, you know, every time they, Mm -hmm. you know, did any, you know, show or special. I don't even remember I, don't, I never watched it. We never had the opportunity to watch it. So it's not like this yeah. kind of, now we, you know, when we have memories, it's like we can retread it. So it really, it's like, what am I remembering? The thing or the picture or the video of the thing I've seen a million times? Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, right. I can't tell the difference now. So thinking about that. And so there's just like a black hole. So when people are like, oh, what, you know, what was your favorite memory? I really just say the same thing over and over again because I actually don't have like a crisp memory of things. Like I have little pops mm-hmm. here and there and most of it is not on camera. Most of it is all the shenanigans that were happening right. off camera. And what do right. I see when I see myself? I mean, I think now I can have like a sense of like, oh, look at this. Look at this girl just trying to do her best. Mm. But, chunky, uh, chunky, hair, chunky red hair. highlights, yes. Yes. Uh, Which you know, was the rage at the time. Dresses over jeans, cuffed to the knees. Mm. Cuffed to the knees. Yeah. You know, jeans mm-hmm. cuffed to the knees. So um, I wow. can look at it now with like a bit of like warmth. I think before when I would see it, it would just make me cringe. I don't know. It's a weird thing to see a younger version of yourself being that like animated. You know, just like putting mm-hmm. on such a show because you just know, like, oh God, that's 
that was that day that, you know, something else was going on. But there I am parading myself (laughs) for all to see. My hoo-ha's out. (laughs) Damien Fahey and I talk about this on occasion. His thing is, and it's mine as well, it's like, oh, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to your younger self. That's me. And I... But and I don't remember it, and I don't, you know, like it's for sure my face and voice and body. But it's like, and I don't have any specific recollections. But it's like, okay, good, good for that guy. Yeah, but don't you think as more time passes, you look back with it with more of that, like, ah, like that. Look at her go. There is such a detachment though from it. You don't totally. I don't remember that. That's so interesting, Dave. I'm so glad. I I because I don't have a very good memory. So I'm always like, oh, I can't remember. That's my story. And so I always thought it was just me or maybe it was so stressful during those times that I kind of like put it in a place where I just wasn't able to process what was happening while it was happening. Right. How could you? It happened. And then it was like, jumping into a cold pool and then jumping right out and jumping into a cold pool mm-hmm. and jumping right out. Like mm-hmm. you just like, you know, you just get through the moment and then you're on to the next. There's no like, what right. was that? Like, how did that yeah. happen? Like, I remember I had a crazy interview once and I'm not going to tell you all the details Why? with Stevie Wonder. Oh, Have you God. ever Whoa. interviewed Stevie Wonder? No. That's a trip. He, he Like, there are certain artists, obviously— of that stature where you enter an orbit and you're no longer on planet earth. You're on planet, whatever that person (laughs) is, right? There are certain people Mm -hmm. that are so famous that have been famous for so long that they have built like the people dress differently. They eat different foods. The temperature of the room is kept different, you know, and you walk in and you're like, Oh, I'm not on earth. And Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you walk into those spaces and you're like, this is a trip. Like, what is happening? Well, I think the temperature, I think you're being very specific about the temperature because I think he is one of the singers who keeps his room very hot yes. for his voice. John Legend also do- oh. does the same thing. It's when we're entering in any space that John's in, it's, 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 a, it's a warm time. And that's for his vocal wow. words. I, it's a warm time physically. Mentally, yep. spiritually, sure. and sen- sensually, Mr. Wonder yeah. is uh, fancies himself quite a love machine. When Mr. Wonder <laughs> uh, appeared on the John and Chrissy yeah. uh, Christmas special that I was the showrunner for, and what happened? He lovely. First of all, out of my mind that there he is, yeah. but he he needed to leave early uh-huh. because it was Halloween and the kids needed to go trick or treating. Okay, and now we all know how yeah. old Stevie is, right? That he still yeah. has kids that are trick or treating. Kids, that's right. But we, he was like my forty-two-year-old children, <laughs> so like trick or treat, and I, or my nine-year-old children. But yeah. I, I think no, see that's that's the truth. Yes. He has young kids. Yeah, no, and they're all wearing. It's like a a caftan that just falls right to the knee, and everyone's wearing a version of that. Like I just remember walking and being like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, this is we're yeah. all. There's a uniform. There's a uniform. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah, things like that. And then and then you're on to the next. You're like on a plane and then you're doing something else crazy. Yeah. It's like you don't have a moment to think about like, ah, that was bizarre. Like, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. You have a task and you complete the task. Yeah. Yep. And you like put your energy on that. And it's, yeah, if you think about what's happening and the fact that people are watching and 
the ultimate nightmare, Suchin, what people are saying in the control room. I've made the mistake a couple Ooh. times of being in the control room and just listening oh. to the chatter. And it was like, I need to never think no. about this again. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't have survived that. It was bad enough. Yeah. It, bad enough to my face. I yeah. don't want to know what it was behind my back. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And it's like, you know, it's part of the thing. And it's, this. I'm actually thinking it all the way through for yeah. the first time right now. But it's like, and you know, that is the way that those relationships work. You know, they do kind of cut you down a little bit. And then, you know, then you go and have drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And sometimes remain friends. But yeah, that's, if you try to conceptualize all that stuff, you go crazy. So you can't. And then it just doesn't become a memory. And then you watch it 20 years later and you're like, ah, good for that guy. Good for that guy guy in the, in the bowling shirt with the frosted front. Will you, will will you remind me how old you both were at the time of MTV? Uh, I was 25 when I started. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was 27, I think. Wow. 27 to 32. Babes. Just two little babies. Two little Muppet babies. Two little babies. Two little babies, wow. but who then, have only gotten better. But also, like everyone around you is just getting younger, <laughs> right? Yes. Which is also really weird. Yes, like the VJs are getting younger, the musical acts are mm-hmm. getting younger. You know, and right. you're like, wow, this is, you know, like you start off with Jane's addiction, and then you're like Christina Aguilera, you know, and you're getting older, mm-hmm. and everyone is. So it it was it's odd. It's very strange. Yeah. It's, yeah, the showrunner suddenly is younger than younger, you. Younger, producers. And then much younger. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Wow. Mm, yeah, it's I, really I don't care for that. <laughs> yeah, mm. Matt had a reaction when I let him know that Nick was our age, Nick Carter. He had, he had complex mm. feelings. Yeah, that was unsettling. Because there's so much around the, the idea that Nick is the baby of the group. Yeah. On one hand, it was nice to know that we are the babies of the group, or that we are on, on par with the babies. But it was also like, mm. are we though? <laughs> it's difficult. We're not. You know, this has essentially become a recap podcast of the real world homecoming New Orleans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dave is is recapping it literally and ha- is is essentially like the like eighth member of the of the cast. Not really. But <laughs> did you either of you watch or what's your relationship to the real world universe? I believe that I watched I have not retained anything. Of the of the new the new the reboot? Uh, yeah. Because they're doing these reunions. Well Scott has been watching all of the Yes, oh. and Scott has been up on that. He's also lately he's wa- he's doing the Road Rules Challenge. Scott Ackerman is watching oh. the, the reboot of the Road Rules Challenge, and they've brought back. You want to talk about worrying about people's age? Like they're full fifty something year olds on the challenge now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're Kevin. They're Kevin Richardson age. Yeah, they're all yes <laughs> doing those extreme challenges, and that I'm on board for. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. No, I know. No, Scott's been watching all of the reunions, all of that. Okay. But, and I know I dipped in and saw, but I, I don't retain a lot of it. I kind of, mm. yeah. Well, what are you both obsessed with right now, pop culture-wise? Like, wh- what are you binging or mm. loving? I don't know if anybody on here will like this, but I'm a huge Letterkenny fan, and there is a spinoff called Shorzy that I inhaled in an afternoon. <laughs> 
Okay. Remind us what what I know the word letter Kenny, but that's all it's I've got. It's Canadian sitcom, and it's very oh. like Letter Kenny is like a small like small town in Canada. It's very like Shit's Creek meets um, it's like small town shenanigans with like it's hilarious, but it's also very foul and very like it. It reminds me of Minnesota. And then Shorzy's a spinoff, and that's like very hockey based. So it's a very like okay, specific okay. flavor. So we can find these on Netflix. This is Hulu. 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 Okay. Hulu. Okay. Canada first. Is a Hulu? Is a a Tyler Hines involved in Letter Kenny? No. Is that J- right? Jared. I forget Jared's last name, but no, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. But it's super funny. What else have I? That seems right. feels like a deeper cut. Like that. That's very much not on my radar. Huh? <laughs> but you live in a you live in a, a very media savvy household. So yeah, you know, I'm not do. surprised. S- Scott Scott's not interested. Not at all. Oh, he's yeah, not. Yeah, I have like okay. one friend to talk to about it. It's like Jason. Manz- I got Jason Manzukis in it so that we could talk about nice. it. Nice. Great. Well, we'll check it out so we can be next. So, Genevieve, fully researched. Yeah, you know, my choice. my tastes are, you know, there's no genre that I don't, you know, once I latch onto something, you know, then I just got to finish it because I got kids, like, I don't know when I'm coming back to it, so I got to get through the end. I do a lot of fast forwarding. I do a lot of, like, Whole Foods parking lot watching on my phone, yeah, just getting that's through your favorite. the episodes. So I stumbled on, well, first of all, get me a Japanese dating show. I am done. Like, I, I know. You love strap it. Okay. me in. I, there's something about Japanese dating shows that it's, I, it's something about the earnestness of it. It's something about the wholesomeness of it. Yeah, it's not Love Island. It's not it's Love not, Island. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor. Everybody's, it feels like everybody is full in. They're there for the right reasons. Yes, they're there for the right reasons. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. You're like, oh, Dave, you have a right. I see. Love. No. Mm-hmm. So you've done Terrace House. Like, that's yeah. like 101. So now it's feeding me. Netflix is feeding me this uh, show called The Future Diary. And the premise of this dating show is, is that two strangers meet. Imagine if you woke up and you realized that you were in a rom-com. And okay. everything and everyone was scripted around you, except you're not scripted. And okay. the person that you're, the love of your life is not scripted. So two strangers meet. And the producers, obviously, they orchestrate every big moment, right? So, like, it's very dramatic. It's very over the top. Like, the two strangers that met in season one, they were both in a full theater, and they were watching, like, the trailer of this show that they were both embarking on. The lights go down. They go back up. And nobody is in the theater but these two. Do you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of moments. I am intrigued. As am I. And then they're, they're both, at different points, handed this future diary. And the future diary will say things like, you were hesitant to tell him how you felt, but on your third date, in the middle of a field of sunflowers, you kissed him. And so all of these things that happen in this diary, they orchestrate, and then you have to kiss him on this date. Like, that's, that's the way wow. that this works. It's a uh-huh. little bit Truman Show. It's a little bit, like, there's some rom-com. But then these two 
perfect strangers who don't feel like they're acting. I mean, you guys can watch it. You know, you can tell when someone is putting it on and they're just going through it. They're embarrassed. They're mortified. She's like, I can't, I don't even know this guy. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to, what? I'm going to kiss yeah. him. You know, and so they go through that. And then in the end, and you're, I'm just bawling. You know, I'm like obsessively searching whether these two people are still together. So there is that. Um, but that's kind of like. And how often are they together? Not very often. Sometimes, sometimes there are a few terrace house couples that, um, hmm. that, but not often. No, no. Okay. I hate okay. to burst the bubble. So it's kind of like, regardless of for this, the future diaries, regardless of like the outcome, it's more about getting caught up in the romance of this. It's the romance, but it's a strange twist of like this diary that shows up and they have to sort of play along with the script. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so you're sort of like, this feels really weird. But in those moments, you're totally caught up. Like they drive and there's a field of sunflowers and you're like, oh my God. And he doesn't know that she got the diary that says she's supposed oh. to kiss him. They get different diaries. Oh. Wow. Oh. And they don't get to see the other person's diary. Okay. What a wild social experiment. Okay. Yeah, like it is it. a really weird social experiment. All right, sign me up. If Scott's cool with it, I'll do it. I'm I don't in. know much about the Japanese culture, but there is something, I don't know, like there's something about Japanese horror films or something about anime. That, there is a particular type of interaction. I don't speak Japanese. I've never been to Japan, but they have a different flavor than other cultures, right? Like Koreans have their own thing, right? Their horror movies are graphic and, you know, disgusting and involving organs, you know, like yeah. that's Korean horror. And then, you know, Japanese horror is like, you know, terrifying tension. It's like there's a hole and you're caught in it. And then suddenly <laughs> you can't get out of a hole that's like built out of sand or, you know, like the, there's a different type of terror. And, and I think that, there is something fascinating to me about a culture that that can buy into this. And I buy into it almost every single time. Speaking of Japanese uh, animation, Sue, I don't know if we've talked about it. Matt, I've brought it up to you. There is a show on Netflix called Kotaro Lives Alone. And it is so good. I beg of you I've seen this. to watch this. Isn't I've it so this. good, Sue? We love it. It's so good. It's amazing. What is it? Is it based on a graphic novel? That I don't know. Or not. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's excellent. Yeah. It's a very It's sweet. about a, how old is he? Four or five year old who kind of moves into uh, an apartment complex for, uh, for mysterious reasons that you'll find. And then he kind of creates like a found family with the adults that live in this apartment complex. Especially with his next door neighbor who's kind of like a ne'er-do-well Kevin Sesha type. Who? <laughs> Classic archetype, yeah. <laughs> a, a man boy who, who you know, can, barely can take care of himself all of a sudden feels like he needs to help take care of this young boy. And it's funny. And it's ma it made me cry. And I'm like, I'm crying. <laughs> but it's hilarious too. So big recommend. And then, of course, Old Enough. Oh, God, yeah. 
nothing cuter. Generational family viewing. My parents come over and then we just put that on. Everybody's And I'm in. just the whole time, I'm like, this is so cute. I'm like, it's too much. You're asking too much of them. How is she yeah. supposed to know that she's, the cabbage was there? She's twisted the cabbage for hours. Nobody told her that grandma put it in the shed. <laughs> and she did. She twisted it free. Oh, she twisted that cabbage free, you guys. In the dark. <laughs> Heroes. I'm, I, part of me is surprised that that um, someone hasn't tried to do an American remake, but I'm also relieved. I'm glad because it would be bad. Yeah, it would. You be. know, no, because that's a that that is a rite of passage that the entire country knows about and buys into. So, like when you go to Japan and you see these kids with backpacks that are like four on the subway, people make room for them. They sort of watch out for them. They help them. They know what they're doing. Here, you, they would be like, I'm not going to get dark. But, you know, it's a different story. <laughs> we don't have that. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's a different it's story. It's totally different. But but that was my childhood. That was my childhood when my mom had a restaurant in, like, downtown Minneapolis. She would give me her the restaurant's cash and check deposits and it clearly marked like no it's like a bank bag and I would she'd hand it to me and I'd go make the deposits and I was because uh, it was before kindergarten so yeah like I was like oh five and we're crossing freeway bridges <laughs> over like overpasses and then just like alone oh by myself with money by myself and spending money <laughs> for cash. candy too <laughs> And like holding it up, like holding the bag up to the teller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, on your tiptoes just to reach up to that counter. Oh, God. I cannot, (laughs) I cannot handle how devastatingly cute and heartbreaking that image is. And then I walk back, then I go across the street to the Radisson Hotel, and I would look at the hotel gift shop and then go up to the top floor to look at the indoor pool and then come back down. Stop wow. at the bar. <laughs> I did my whole, like, my little rounds in the neighborhood. That was it. Your routine. Everyone's like, there's cool up. Just doing the drop off. And like, what's your mindset? Are you like, I am so free? Are you yeah. all business? Okay. I, I, I felt very free. That, that was a good time. Because then pretty soon, around like seven years old is when I was like really put to work at the restaurant. Like I was a waiter at 11. I was washing dishes. I was prepping. So those are good times when I could just sort of <laughs> explore the neighborhood. Before those were the salad down. days. Those yeah. were the salad days. Now you, you mentioned the Bachelor franchise. Are you both? Scott Ackerman. Are you both out? Scott Ackerman watches yeah. every single episode, including Paradise Island. Uh, all of the wow. the rows. Yeah. So I'll, I'll dip in and out. I, I've been enjoying the Paradise Island because it's so crazy. And it's not yeah. about like fantasy dates, which I think are, the dates are so boring to me. So right. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I'm not, I don't really, yeah, it's just Scotty. Scotty Boy watches everything. Now, when you guys are watching it, are is he watching like, like, wow, this in earnest? Or are you guys making fun of it? As I mean, how, what is the, the intention as you're watching it like what's the what's his viewpoint on this cuz he's Great been watching question. this from the very beginning every single episode what is his viewpoint he de- what he does speed through all the dates i know that i think he's looking right. for the conflict so i think <laughs> but does he does he buy into the show is he sort of making fun of the show I guess he's what is more his making 
fun of the show. I okay. I wouldn't say he's like, hey, I hope they end up for <laughs> like I don't know if he's like really into the romance of it. But I can't answer it. I just I could only be astounded that he's seen every episode of the Bachelor franchise, every episode of Survivor. Wow. That's commitment. Yeah. It's commitment. Uh I he's asked a, a completionist. He is. He's yeah. a yeah. Um, I asked because the um, the cast bios for the upcoming season of The Bachelorette, the pictures and bios have just been released. I can okay. share my screen if we'd like to go through them. Let's just see. And just I'd pick like some to. favorites. I'm available. I like to. Let's do this. Let's Tech do this. Avail. I'm sharing my screen. Okay. There we go. Can you see them? I see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We got Alec. We got Avon. We got... Brandan, mm-hmm. are, are we seeing any favorites? I've got to say, already, by the way, refreshingly more, di- I mean, still like relatively wide, more diverse than like Ever. The, the Bachelor, yeah. that the Bachelorette that we're thinking of. Uh, sorry, slightly top, older. We have perhaps? two Bachelorettes. Yeah. Right. It's two Bachelorettes. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Oh, oh, I huh. see. That is the premise. Got it, got it. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah, we have, uh, everyone's in their late 20s. We've got mm-hmm. one 36-year-old. Yeah, Colin. That'll uh, come who's up. Who's a sales director. Oh, oh we have a mentality yeah. coach. Oh, we have a 30-year-old mentality coach. It, from Redondo from Beach. From Redondo Beach. Where uh, else? What about, jo- what about Joey the twin? Joey, <laughs> Joey the, twin. the twin. Look at Joey. <laughs> Joey the twin. There's a 24-year-old That's twin. That's his job title. Well, his it twin. keeps you busy being a twin. Can we see what Joey Twin's bio says? Yeah, let's let's do that. Joey let's click. Twin. Okay. Joey is a lovable goofball. When he's not out looking for love, he loves to hit the clubs in New York City for a night oh. out with the boys or spend time unwinding from a hard day's work with his identical twin brother, Justin. Doesn't say what the Joey's work is. Joey's ready to be in a serious relationship and says he is looking for someone affectionate, family-oriented, and sweet. She should be a good communicator and appreciate a good hug because according to Joey, his are pretty great. At the end of the day, Joey's looking for someone to build a life with, so hope you're ready, ladies. Fun facts, nothing makes Joey happier than winning. If Joey could, he would live off cheeseburgers. <laughs> and Joey loves go-karting. Okay, Joey Twin. Oh, God. Best of luck, Joey Twin. I'm a little <laughs> exhausted by him already. Yeah, I still I, don't I, know what he does. I am too. And still what's the deal with know. the new, the, the old Chris, what's his name? Is I know he's been, he, we're done with him. Yeah. Uh, do we like the new host? He's he's fine. He's pretty he's good. He's fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah he's, he's inoffensive. There you go. Yeah, he's he's good. He's handsome. He gets you in. He gets you out. I, I am surprised that they got another like generic handsome white guy. Seems like it does seem be the time to maybe freshen that shake up. shake things up to be a lateral. It's move. It's not the Bachelor franchise. Justin White <laughs> right. is the other twin. Let's just get let's just compare and contrast. Oh, I see. They're both, both twins. The, both oh, of them are there. Oh, the other twin yeah okay justin why is the life of the party he is a hard-working go-getter who enjoys clubbing in new york city's hottest spots it's the same bio with his favorite wingman his identical twin brother joey identical. justin why describes himself now i'm creeped out as attentive and loyal and says that he is ready to settle down when he meets the right one his perfect woman is honest outgoing and family-oriented oh, communication no. is everything to justin why and long term he could never be with someone who has issues opening up Justin Wise ready to find his forever. And so, Gabby and Rachel, hope you're in it to twin it. Fun facts, mm-hmm. Ju- Justin Wise wants to learn how to salsa dance. That's not a fact. That's just a thing. <laughs> it's just something that's that there. Want, and it's not fun I either. I want to learn. Not even that I do. It's fun, guys. <laughs> it's fun. He said fun. Yeah. 
Hey, fun fact about me, I want to learn how to say, okay, uh, Justin Y loves the Lakers, and if Justin Y could live in any other decade, he would choose the early 90s. Oh God! This makes me feel sick. Oh, first of all, he, he, was well, he looks not alive. By the way, it looks nothing like his identical twin brother. Those are—they barely look related. Yeah, I feel like I could tell them apart really easily. I'm gonna just—I just very quickly want to click on Hayden because he is the one who has caught my eye. Okay, good. Oh, Tampa, Florida. He's 29. He's a leisure. He's a leisure executive, uh, with what a bit of the mean? accent and a lot of the charm. Hayden is proud of his southern roots. He tries not to take life so seriously and loves to golf, hit the beach, and work his magic on the grill. He considers himself to be very romantic and enjoys planning extravagant dates to make his partner feel special. Hayden is looking for a thoughtful and trustworthy woman who uh, appreciates him for the man he is, even on his worst days. She also must love dogs because Hayden and his good boy Rambo are a package deal. You will not make him separate himself from his dog. No one is getting a ring on their finger without Rambo's approval, so let's get this paw tea started. Yikes. Fun fact, uh, Hayden loves baked potatoes. Oh, weird. Hayden likes to end his day with a dip in the hot tub. Hayden loves country music and would thrive at Stagecoach. Racist. (laughs) Yes. No one one loves Stagecoach who is not like a... Deeply racist. um, Insurrectionist. Yeah. As I scroll through, feel free to call them out uh, if you'd like me to explore anyone further. Oh, God. I feel nauseated. This is why I can't can't go down The Bachelor. Even to make fun of it, it's like, like, God, straight culture is terrible. Yeah. It's it's just. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Bleak, 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 bleak. Can we go up to um, the one Asian man? I'm really curious. He was. One Asian uh, man. Where's the one Asian? Ethan. Yeah. Sue caught it. Ethan. There he is. Ad exec. There we go. He's 27. He's an advertising executive in New York City. Ethan is a hopeless romantic who isn't afraid to wear his heart on his sleeve. He loves his life in New York City, but is at the point in his life where going out until 4 a.m. is of no interest. And he would rat 27? Come on. And he would rather spend his time whining and dining a woman who is just as ready to settle down as he is. Settle down, Ethan. Uh, Ethan's dream woman is genuine, family-oriented, comfortable in their own skin, and above all else, fun. He credits his mother with teaching him to value a woman's love, and that, thanks to her, and that thanks to her, he enjoys making a woman feel special and appreciated. Ethan is a big believer in signs, like street signs and things of that nature. <laughs> and thanks to a few well-timed coincidences, he feels like this is exactly where he's meant to be. By the be. way, I'm kind of falling for Ethan. <laughs> Listen, Ethan's <laughs> all right. Uh, this is exactly where he's meant to be. Will the stars be aligned as he makes his way out of the limo? Twinkle, twinkle, Ethan. He didn't write that, right? Yeah. He didn't write Twinkle Twinkle, Ethan, right? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. No, an intern. Okay. Intern okay. in a cubicle with no yeah. windows wrote that. I'm, I'm on the fence. It's It comes down to the fun facts for me. Ethan says oh, he is the king of Monopoly. Number two, fun fact. Ethan's perfect breakfast is pancakes and hash browns. Extra crispy. I'm in. Ethan, take me away. And Oh, no. <laughs> What? Oh no! Watch it. Oh, fun fact number three: watching Entourage <laughs> cheers Ethan up when he is down. Ooh, well, thank you for playing that Ethan. We crashed and burned. Ooh, that sharp he turn. He lost us there. Sharp turn. Whiplash. Are not getting a rose. Ugh, oh, Ethan. I, th- it also makes me extra sick when, like, this type of straight dude is like, I like comfort food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, something about that makes me. Really I think the most interesting Ill. thing about this season are the two bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. That there yeah. are two of them. Like, that'll get kind yeah. of fun. I hope no, they end weird. up together. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
There's a twist. Then we'd have a season. There's a season 30 twist. Can you tell us and the people your origin story as co-hosts and and as a duo? Oh, sure. For Add to Cart. Sue and I became friends through organizing uh, a group called A+, which is women, uh, Asian American women in entertainment. And we, uh, we just would do bits and joke around. And I was like, Sue. Well, that's what we would do. Right. The organization itself uh, is uh, helping push diverse voices and representation, Asian American women, yes. you know, creatives and writers in media. But Kulop and I <laughs> were in the back of the classroom. Sometimes the front. Cracking jokes, making fart noises. Go on. That's right. That's right. And then I, I was like, I, I miss doing podcasting. I think it was like two years out of, uh, two or three years out of stopping doing Who Charter, which I did for like eight years. You did Who Charter for eight years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And and then I was like, ah, maybe Sue would want to do it. And then we talked about it. She's like, okay, what is this? She trepidatiously emailed me back. And I was like, all right, let's like, we can meet over pasta. Before I leave Los Angeles because of the pandemic. True. We didn't know it was coming. We didn't know it was coming. We met over pasta in Larchmont. Yep. And uh then yeah, then then we the the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. And we wanted to do a show uh not about anything hard hitting or serious, not about, you know, the the woes of the world, but about what Ku and I were buying what we were adding to our carts. And we thought that would be fun. And then the world turned a different shade of not fun while we were launching. And so it's been this show where, yes, we talk about the things we buy, but it's also about just where we are and how we're processing what is happening in the world around us. And, you know, and how sometimes buying serums and socks makes us happy, you know? Yeah. And the, the, just the endless effort to fill the void. Yep. Yep. The yeah. unfillable void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it speaks to my soul. Yeah. Any any recent impulse purchases that you would like to share? Well, Sue hasn't heard this. Us. Uh, but yesterday, you know, Adidas and Gucci are doing a collab. And so... Oh, uh, believe me, I know all about that in this household. <laughs> and I ain't the one wearing Is that it. from you... <laughs> I was about to say, it was like, doesn't sound like Matt's the one clicking hey, ads to cart. Yeah. Michael Grassi oh, and I have many uh, shared interests. And that I can't believe is, it's still available. There wasn't a lot yesterday. There was like yeah. slim pickings. Um, but luckily I bought uh, two items. Oh, wow. Uh, can, you, can, can you show us? Oh, can you describe? Absolutely. I will show you. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'm gonna, let me show you the links. Let me pull it up. It better not be a bucket hat. Okay, I did look at them, and I knew I heard both <laughs> you and Casey Wilson's judgy voices, so I didn't get a bucket hat. You're too, you're too What's, hot for a bucket hat. Yeah, you can't hide that. Yeah. Those gorgeous I, tresses. No. One. What's wrong with a bucket hat? A bucket hat is fun for a night out. I do like a bucket hat. I don't know if I really. I, I hate to make it so gendered, but like I do feel like I appreciate it on a gentleman more than. Okay, mm-hmm. Coolop has dropped <laughs> okay. uh, some Got links the link. into the chat. Oh um, boy, 
We've got a cotton jersey T-shirt for a shocking price. With it's simply a ringer. Oh, yeah, cute. Wow. <laughs> We've got a cotton, cotton jersey. jersey T-shirt. Are we going to say the price of this T-shirt? <laughs> I'm not. You may if I mean, you'd like. You, you can if you want. You to. have to. <laughs> the The price is the story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a cute T-shirt. And the price. <laughs> it's a cute T-shirt, but it's seven hundred and fifty dollars. It is. I don't, mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It <laughs> so, is. like, you're not washing this thing, right? You're dry cleaning it. You're framing it. Does no, it? Does it? I'll wear it every time. Go back it in tissue paper. Like, oh, nope. she'll be wearing. This. I'll be wearing it. <laughs> This, by the way, will be like a workout shirt for Kulap within the next like two years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's but it's a great t-shirt. It's a ringer tee uh with just the, the Adidas trefoil, and but underneath it it says Gucci. And that's it, guys. Exactly. That's wow. beginning, middle, that's end it. of oh, the story. Too, huh? <laughs> and then the next item, guys. Yes. You, I put it in the chat. Did you guys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I oh, saw next it. Next item, I'm clicking in. You, that, that was by just the, way, the appetizer. Should mention that that that, that appetizer was, okay. was uh, 750 cool dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That was mentioned. That was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is USD. also very cute. And by <laughs> the way, if I dress. saw these, I would be like, these are made for cool op. Mm-hmm. She's she's simply the customer they had in mind. Yeah. T-shirt dress. Yeah. Long sleeve. And the price tag. It's, on yeah. That. It's got the the stripes down the arm. It's got the price down the yeah. arm. It's uh, it's a it's a little mini dress uh and the price tag on that is 980 dollars now that one i find less shocking because it is a dress that you could wear to an event now you're just in the gucci world you see you see when you're (laughs) when you're comparing 750 to 980 yeah 980 i'm I'm not in the gucci i'm I'm gucci adjacent i mean michael is by by, uh, buys this stuff and like tries to hide it from me which is so bizarre like i'm gonna (laughs) care or something but i I think he's afraid of my judgment june day and raphael has said i am not trying (laughs) to be i already forgot what she said relatable relatable Relatable. (laughs) i'm not relatable i'm aspirational not who you are that you are you absolutely are, and you, you lean into it. Michael d- tries to hide that side of himself, and I, I I like it when you two come together because you're able to you know bring that out that, in him. Yeah, Matt has has Michael bought anything from this capsule collection? Oh yes, he's in okay. New York right now, and I had to can do you, some prying about what he had done one day, and I finally got you, it out of him, and I share? was like. I don't know what the items are. I haven't seen them yet because oh, he's out okay. of town. Okay. Um, but Michael has a – God, this, this, talk about not being relatable. Again, I am not talking about myself here, but I am talking about my husband. You know, had a relationship with um, some – I mean, a, a friendship with somebody who worked at um, Gucci in New York, Bilal, oh, yeah, Bilal who is yes. a superstar. Bilal has moved on to Loewe. Ah. Um, so we're starting to expand our horizons to Lueve, but there's a new person at Gucci. New- but when Bilal left, he he was like, I, I want to put Michael in the loving care of a new um, person here. And his that's and it's like, how much Gucci he's buying. Right. We're, there's oh, a text relationship, Lord. and the new guy, his name is Courtney Love, which that's. I haven't gotten any explanation. It was just an odd to see it for nearly an hour, Matt. How 
I, I mean, it, it's it's not Courtney Love. It's was that not the first thing that you said before? <laughs> Hello. It is it, Courtney Love. No, That's his name. I mean, it is, but it is, but it isn't. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Let's let's let Dave. I don't like let that wash over I, you. It tr- <laughs> like whatever neat line of thoughts I had have just been blown across Obliterated. the room. I know. I have so many questions now. <laughs> I'm. I mean, so this is an adult human being. Mm-hmm. Probably someone young who doesn't really, I mean, maybe this person doesn't even know of Courtney Love. I mean, yes, now that they're. It's got to have come up at some point. They know that they share the name. (laughs) Yes, no, they share a name. But it isn't like he has like a reference for it, right? If he's really young. May have been born after her, Mm -hmm. you know, heyday. But I mean, but she has never not been around. His parents. (laughs) But his parents knew. Wow. That's great. That's great. I love wow. that very much. Yeah. They love that very much. And I, I, and I asked him, like, so did you get, because they were introduced over text first, and then he, because the, and then when Michael was in New York, he went in the store and met him. And I was like, okay, so tell me everything. Is that his real name? How did he get it? What does he make of it? What is it? What, he must have like a whole bit around. To, and, and he was like, oh, I didn't ask him. I was like, what? That's, that's uh, so Michael. Uh, what? What? Oh, not not wow. not interested. Not curious. <laughs> Didn't care. Just wanted to get to that collab. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I I you know I now I'm wondering like does that hello I'm Courtney Love I know or what like is it is it is it incorporated into his introduction exactly There's got to be something. God damn it. Who knows? We will we will we have to go to New York. The four of us have to go to New York because obviously we didn't get the answers. I feel like he's young, and so there's not even a. Yeah. That's my sense. That's too. what I mean. And like you're that's old. That's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that this? He it doesn't. He in his world, Courtney Love. Like when you tell us your name is Courtney Love, like the record stops, the buildings crumble, and we're in you know yeah, some sort of sci-fi movie. Conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think in his world, where the young people are. Half of them may not really know who Courtney Love is. Wow. Yeah. They're like, that That rings a bell. I, yeah, I've like, heard of her or I've heard of that person. That must be you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. I, yeah. I don't, I mean, if you have the same name as a celebrity, that's an odd, that's already an odd thing. It does, it, it, it does have to have some kind of an impact on your life. But for that celebrity to be Courtney Love is like, that. that sh- that's one of a handful. That's very specific. That is essentially like, have being having the single name share, yeah, and being <laughs> exactly. and being a different person. This is the second time we've mentioned Courtney Love in this hour. Did? Yeah, because I I had said oh, it's Madonna not like thing. a Courtney oh, Love Madonna right. moment. Yeah. you guys, wow. yeah. that's how big Courtney yeah. Love is. Yeah, is that unprompted she has come up twice. Yeah, no, in an hour knows with a bunch is. of yeah. no. Yeah, this is the Courtney Love like episode. Wow. This is so funny. Anyway, oh, so I spent God. a lot of money. Oh, I mean, it, it, what if it comes yeah. and I try it on and I don't like it? I return it. I probably won't return it. And <laughs> wow, you ain't returning. Wow. I can't wait to see those those pieces. And Maddie, you. you know that these are two brands that I am very loyal to. When we worked together at Bajillion Dollar Properties, we all went to an Adidas showroom and we all bought many items on sale. We did. And look, 
a very good sale, yeah. and we had all had matching tracksuits, and it was really oh, mm-hmm. I do like moment. that. But I this like collab that. not on sale. This is full price. Anyways, go ahead. That full price. <laughs> Jen, how about you? What have you? I mean, nothing sexy like impulsively that. Impulsively bought. I'm not impulsive in that way. I think nothing that will give us any delight. Um, I'm doing. No, I bet. I bet. I you bet. Think, Come on. You think well, so? What you do? Maybe a different kind. It's of a delight. different type, though. What's what did you put on your Amazon? What sort of? Right now, I am so focused on setting up a home office, and so rugs, furniture, but a home office. I know. Oh God! I, as I'm even saying it, I already can feel. Um, a home office that's like, I don't want to spend a ton of money. Yeah. Because I don't know if it's going to work. And I don't know if this is going to be my permanent home office, you know. So, like, going and getting built-in shelves and that sort of thing. So, trying to figure out what it is. And so, it's a lot of, like, you know, I don't know if you heard, but I went to Paris. Um, I and, did hear. <laughs> and, yeah. And when you're in Paris. Quite and, a journey. Yeah. What, and when you're in Paris, you buy things that that don't make sense. You know, things that, you know, you're, you're at the, the flea market, you know, uh, at Clincourt. And you're walking around and you're like, yes, I need that giant vintage long van scarf hand-painted print. And I'm going to roll it into a giant thing, you know, <laughs> talk my way into getting this on the plane into a, you know, overhead compartment. And you get it here and you're like, what am I going to do with this thing? Like, what? I don't even know, can't even imagine where am I going to put this? It goes with nothing. But anyways, I have a bunch of that stuff. I finally got it all over to FrameBridge. They're going to frame it. I don't even know what's coming back. I just said, help me out. Pick, pick out frames. <laughs> these, these, these three things are going to exist in an office. And, and just stuff like that. But, you know, I always, it's funny, and I don't know if you guys are the same way, but when I shop, and not for like the everyday essentials, you know, just kind of picking things up. I get onto a project and that project could be a wedding. That project could be a home office. And then I'm on that track for like two to possibly six months where mm. whenever I have time, I'm looking for the perfect X. Huh. And I'm just constantly adding to cart screenshot, not sure, measuring. Like, I'm just that kind of, it, it takes up so much mental space in my head. Uh, but I think it's, obviously, I'm avoiding, you know, life. Could you quickly uh, totally talk fine. about um, the blue striped shirts that you purchased almost in bulk while you are in Paris, please? <laughs> Again. Today, I was going to wear, I pulled one out and I said, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm not wearing this. It's got lace <laughs> on it, blue shirt. It's got poofs. I was like, why are there three shirts in one shirt? <laughs> it's a blue striped shirt. It has lace on it. And then the, the shoulders are poof. I'm like, ugh. I went into a store. And if you go to Paris, Paris has a vibe. The vibe is very, everything is very navy, mm. right? Mm. Everything is very pinstripe. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is, right? It's like preppy, but with color, mm-hmm. right? right? There's like a certain thing. And everywhere you go, and then when you're in that place, like, you know, when you go to a tropical island, we've talked about this, 
you're buying sarongs and then you get home and you're like, what am I doing with 16 sarongs with tribal print? Like it's not going to work in LA or, you know, wherever we live. So there it's just, everything is like perfectly crisp button up shirts that have pinstripes. And I went into the store where that was all it was. And you guys, I spent $700 on pinstripe cotton shirts. I bought maybe, I, I don't even know how many I bought. Some of them, I like today I pulled that out. I was like, I don't even know what this is. This is, I don't have any memory of trying this on. I would never say yes to this. Like where does one- You went into a Poplin fugue state. Yeah, Poplin fugue state. And you bring it back and and you're like, no, but this is the new me. And I bought jeans without elastic, you know, because they they don't do that in Paris. Like if you walk out with jeans with elastic, they're like- can you come in through the service entrance yeah. because you're scaring everyone? Yeah, as here's you're standing our website. Trying Why don't you order. shop it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the dark. Let's let's not do this. They're in like public. no mercy. Yeah. Do no your begging somewhere else. Yeah. And I have stacks of these pants with you know with belt loops. <laughs> I don't even know what. You didn't even tell this me about all, this. Yeah, yet. I mean, uh, this seems <laughs> oh, re- pretty reasonable considering you spent on, uh, I think, several pieces of what Kulop spent on one ringer tee. <laughs> well, yeah. of course. We're deranged of in different gonna, ways. Yes, in different exactly. ways. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. I, I, I don't, you know, I told her I studied in Paris where there were in a hotel room with no windows, you know, because I'm spending money on shirts and croissants. Like, we're deranged in different ways. Like, I can't, I'm not proud of who I am. I don't, I don't, you should be. I don't want to, I don't want to tell people what I do. Kulop had to force me to talk about my last Paris trip. I, I'm like, nobody wants, I don't want to show this side <sighs> to everybody. But everybody like, loves it. Everybody needs we it. We need it. <laughs> you really threw it down there. I was real proud of myself for because you guys were coming on, and I just splurged on a DS and Durga candle. Oh. I spent $60 this week, Ooh. and I was like, Ooh. I'm really living. I don't know this They're going to be impressed. They're going to be impressed. Hit that I Clearly, brand, I need to though. step up my game. DS see, and Durga. D- yeah, let me see. Get- Link, yeah, link, link, please. I need to link. Because uh, you get so in. much free stuff, Dave. Like, if you're actually spending money on something— Mm-hmm. Then it's quality. We should all be leaning in. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's very good. It, the, this particular candle, Big Sur After Rain. Ooh, it's good. Wow. Oh, God, you yeah. love a story. Mm-hmm. You love to set a mood, light, light a fire, fire and set them. a Yeah. And tell mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. Gather around. Tell a scent story. And how's that? The, I, the term I just learned in the candle community is throw. What's that? The what? throw, the what throw is the, if you say a candle has good throw, that means like, the scent is it throws itself across that room. Like you can smell it like from a good distance, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, it's, it's a Wait. it's a good throw. I've never heard I've that. got something with it's a good, good throw. throw that I need to share right now. <laughs> Let me find it. Oh, so it's got a good share throw. It. Okay. This is not I, a candle. This is a, a from mm. I my new obsession yes. is Pharmacia Santa Maria Novella. Oh. Of and course. they have a it's a terracotta pomegranate that's been steeped in that scent and I just yeah. put it in the room and it hits it hits upstairs it, it, it mm-hmm. not in a like uh, overpowering, overpowering way. way that whole that that whole thing there at that place has lots of good throws no it's a it's a it's a long throw how do you use that term I, throw? I, unclear I'm not yeah. even sure if a I have throw? a strong um, throw wide made throw. that definition up by the way, have you had Nick Axelrod Welk on at no. Depart? 
Oh God. That's I a guess for you. I listen to that podcast Ooh. religiously. Eyewitness I Beauty. I know it's so good. He talks about sense all the time. Yes, and I thought he he founded co-founded Courtney Cox's home goods company. I have one of their candles, and it's got real good throw. That's what yeah. made me think of it. Um, uh, I'm looking at this uh, pomegranate, it's a pomegranate now. in scented terracotta. Now is so there. You don't like it? Yes, I was. I don't know if other objects can have throw, but this is not a candle. But it. But when you described it, that's what this has done for me. So I don't know if I can wedge that term into it just, this. It just yeah. sits. It just exists. Okay. And it gives you throw. Yeah. But right? it, it doesn't It doesn't smell of pomegranate. It smells of Melograno fragrance, which is really slow. So it's like, forgive me, but it's like a renews it. Oh, interesting. It's like a fancy renews it. But is it? An, oh, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. renews it that was, uh, yeah. you know, steeped in... Twelve, twelve, or whatever. Yes. Whenever this, yeah. the sense of yeah. friars, uh, friars, <laughs> Roman Catholic, Roman Catholicism, uh, getting it. past the plague. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, it renews it with history. Yes, um, with a lineage. It. <laughs> yeah. Do they still sell renews it? I'm sure. I'm sure they do. They must. I'm sure they do. I feel or like Glade, Glade just sure. ice them Glade out. Plugins. Yeah. Remember those commercials uh, for Glade when, like, it was like people came into this woman's house and they were like, "It smells great," and she's was like determined that they not know it was a Glade oh, yeah, candle yes. or plug-in or something. And it was yeah. just like, just be proud of your Glade. Relax. Yeah. Those the always shame. were so furious. The shame. You wanted no need to hide your Glade. This has no, been so enjoyable not. for me. I just love talking about things. With you guys. I mean. I know you guys. This is like, we just slide right into our podcast from this. Let's, yeah. Let's do this. What you a know? team. It just. Let's do this again. <laughs> Quarterly. The Things Report. <laughs> yeah. With Kulap and Suchin. We both add you to cart. Uh, yes. Just in an ongoing basis. You live in, in the carts of our hearts. Carts of our hearts. Aww. I love that. You know? And a heart more like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Uh, everybody obviously should be listening to Add to Cart wherever you get your podcasts um, and follow Koo and Sue on social media where? At Cool Up on Twitter at I am Cool Up on Instagram. And I'm at Sue Jim Pak on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then we're at Add to Cart Pod for the podcast. We adore you both. Happy Pride. Thank you so much yes. for being here. Thank you. My, pri- my Aww, pride flag's up. I-, I will send you photos of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pride flag is up. <laughs> and it's got some throw. <laughs> it's got, oh, yes. It yes. spreads pride throughout <laughs> the neighborhood. <laughs> People got to know what month it is. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Homophilia is a World of Wonder production, produced and edited by Kate Moldenhauer. Special thanks to Randy Barbato, Fenton Bailey, Stephen Sims, Edward Bochniak, and the whole team at World of Wonder. We love you. And theme music by my Ben Wise. Yes, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HomophiliaPod. You can give us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Mm. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you.